I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did, did you it? hear what Dumois, Dumois said? Dumois. Who is it? Oh, can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I just DM'd Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about I on Dumois. I need more. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're talking about Jack Harlow, The Idol, Hollywood stylist drama, Padma Lakshmi, Margot Robbie, Zoe Deutsch and Blink 182. We're discussing all of this with Taylor Ferber. Let's get started. Before we dive into the latest celebrity intel, let's talk about a different kind of drama, the kind that involves our furry co-stars, our pets. I wanted to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, who is here to help with unexpected veterinary bills. What's that? Well, with Spot Pet Insurance, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. You you would need that. Yeah, saving up to 90% on vet bills sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. And get this, Spot Pet Insurance plans cover not only unexpected accidents and illnesses, but also offers an optional preventative care benefit. It can help with the cost of routine wellness, vaccines, and more. Is it pricey? Probably less expensive than a surprise $1,800 vet bill, and you know what that's like. It's not pretty. Just head over to SpotPet.com for a free quote. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance, waiting periods, annual deductibles, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com forward slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence, American Insurance Company, or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Do You. Today we have a returning guest. I love our returning guests. And I love this sexy little mama. <laughs> she has her camera on and she's all like glammed up today, even though she said she, she didn't do anything to get glammed up for this. Um, please welcome Taylor Ferber. You are a red carpet reporter for outlets like Us Magazine and Vulture, and you have your own podcast called Cancel Me Baby. Now, are you are you tempting people to cancel you personally, or is it about cancel culture? First of all, thank you so much for the intro. I am over here glowing. I'm going to pull it like a Kardashian or someone and be like, have a whole, I'll have a whole entourage doing my hair and makeup and be like, what do you mean? This whole thing? I was just doing the dishes. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, but yes, cancel me, baby. So it kind of is egging on our uptight culture. Like even before hopping on, you and I were joking about how the internet is so uptight about everything. And look, like we're in a time where, you know, everyone's on eggshells about what we can and can't say. And my show just says what we're thinking and I get really big guests on. I've had Dave Portnoy, you know, recently Josh Dumel. 
And it speaks to people on all sides of the aisle because it's just refreshing and and unlike what's out there. So I'm really proud of it. And uh, cancel me, baby. I dare you. <laughs> well, wait. Back to how beautiful you look right now. You also have this like really sexy picture in your email signature. And I saw like, you know, you responded to an email and I saw the picture and I was like, why does she have such a picture that make like that's so good? And then I was like. Is this a thing that I'm missing out on? I love it, by the way. So I'm, I'm not like dogging okay. it. Thank you so much. I know you have this whole anonymous thing going on for you, but if you could just like come around and be my hype man, <laughs> I will pay you. Like we'll just get that going. So that shot is actually from a Playboy feature that I spearheaded and that was unlike anything the publication has ever done. A big part of my brand, again, it's all about breaking out of these boxes, right? Whether it be socially, politically, and as a woman, a big part of my brand is boobs and brains. And that's what that feature was all about. It was me and fellow female journalists, and we both posed and wrote essays on free expression showing women can do both. And I'm actually the only woman who uh, in Playboy was featured in the masthead as a writer and both posed nude in a pictorial. So that's what that photo is from. So thank you for. Uh, wow. I'm so glad I brought it up because I, I think I knew about the Playboy feature. I think you might've mentioned it, but I didn't know. I don't think I knew you posed nude. Good for yes, you. Ma'am. Good for you. Yes. Thank you. You know, it's funny. Cause I actually just had literally yesterday, uh, my 200th episode of cancel me baby. And you should totally get on board, do and your listeners. I have this whole transformation fitness body journey in the last year called Operation Sex Goddess Body. And in this spirit of women being all things, I just felt like, and I'm sure you see this, like culturally we're in a time of extremes, right? On one end, it's like the filters and the surgeries and the, and the fillers and everyone's plastic and we don't know what's real, like carbon copies on the other end of it. It's the extreme of, you know, body acceptance and positivity, like take me exactly as I am. I don't have to do anything for better or worse. So in the last year I said, I'm going to take this into my own hands and really carve this almost like really empowering Barbie body and showing off my brains at the same time. And it's been the most fulfilling journey. And again, it's wild because I've had men, women of all shapes, sizes, colors, political backgrounds be like, I love, I love it this. too. I'm so by wow, this. I didn't know that. I love it as well. I do support that. I mean, I have I have boobs and I like to think I have brains also. So um I would love to be part of it. I would say so. I mean, look at what you've built. Come on now. Yeah, thank you so much. Um <laughs> You are Operation Sex Goddess. Oh my god, we'll I love happen. that. Let's get into um the celebrity topics of the week. The first thing is somebody asked um about Vanderpump rules. You know, I don't really want to get into talking about that. I feel like we've talked it to death. Are you, are you following it, though? I'm just curious. The funny thing is I've been on an episode, I think. I've interviewed Lisa a million times. I've interviewed the cast, and I have not been following. I've been following this from afar. I am actually not a viewer, but I'm more of a That's spectator. Okay. That's okay. We're not going to get into, you know, the specifics about the series and what was said and, you know, all of okay. that. I just wanted to let everyone know that somebody wrote in and said that they begin filming the new season the last week of June to the end of August. So it's going to be a summer season, 
and they're getting right into it. Um, I don't have any specifics about who's going to be in the cast um, or any specifics about Raquel, if she's returning. Um, I don't know if that's been announced, but I just wanted to answer that question. So this is going to be the last installment of the series. This is going to be the last season. No, I'm sorry. The net. No, the next season. Oh, I thought did you I said, say for that? Some reason, I thought you were saying the no. Final oh my season. god! I mean, maybe did I, I was, say that by accident? No, I must have just heard that. I don't know if it was a Freudian slip, but I'm thinking to myself that is the landmark, the touchstone of reality TV. Like, the, if that were to happen, we all know they'd all get their own respective. Yes. Well, there is a spinoff um, called Valley Village. I think Jax is in it, and. Um, I don't know who else is in it. I, I posted a rumor that Stassi Schroeder was going to be in it and everyone freaked out like, that's not true. You're such a liar. You post lies. Like, I'm like, God, it's just it's just something that somebody said. Like, it's not, you know, it wasn't even like that big of a deal. And people like got really upset that I posted that because she had mentioned, I guess, on a podcast episode that she'd never go back to reality TV. But I have to say, even though she said that, never say never for people because sometimes the price is right and people do things that they say they wouldn't do. And I'm not saying her in this specific situation. I'm just saying in general. A hundred percent. And I also, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like if they were smart and if Bravo was smart, they would have her back. Like everyone, I think everyone. No, yeah, they do want her back. That's why I think that they were so upset. In, this, was... in the spirit of cancel me, baby, bring her back. Right. Well, you know, Kristen also got fired and I think she's coming back. So, you know, uncancel me, baby. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Cancel too. Cancel Dendisha. Like, let's, let's go for it. Um, the next person that I just want to touch on is Padma Lakshmi. My Operation Sex Goddess body mother <laughs> of all of all bodies. So she she left Top Chef. People wanted to know what the deal was. I thought it was like something fishy, but I reached out to someone. They gave me the lowdown. I uh, spoke a little bit about it on last week's podcast. If you're interested. Um, but then again, in the Q&A, somebody asked what she'd like to work with. And I posted a couple of responses. Um, apparently, there are a lot of people who read Demois who have worked with her. A couple people did say that she was a nightmare. That word was used, a nightmare, um, difficult. I blocked this out because I, I really don't like when people call women sexist. But somebody did accuse her of being sexist. Um, I blocked it out because I think like without proof or without, you know, anything solid, that's such a hurtful generalization to make towards women about other women. I've been accused of being sexist and misogynist and, and, and it just really bothers me for some reason out of all the insults that, you know, I've been thrown at from running this account, that one bothers me the most because I, I hate saying this is such a cliche thing to say, but like, I really am like a girl's girl. I hate saying it. I don't know any other way to articulate it, but I, I love other women and I love lifting them up. So I blocked it out when people, when someone said that about her. <laughs> 
she's like, it's fake news, uh, does not exist. No, do I totally, totally relate to what you're saying. And I talk about it on my show. It's like, we're in a culture of extremes where we conflate what you're saying, like being a girl's girl and supporting women to, if you say, if you disagree or have any sort of like critique or criticism, exactly. You're a misogynist or a sexist. It's like, come again, like the math ain't mapping. And that's where I try to make a really clear distinction. It's like, no, both things can be true. Like being women, empowering women does not mean that you have to pussyfoot around and kiss every woman's butt. Like we're all individuals. We're all different. We all can disagree. We don't have to be the same. And that's the beauty of it. As far as my Sports Illustrated sex goddess body queen Padma. So my I'm actually like heads will roll. I'm reeling at this entire thing, as are you. I've interviewed her on the carpet once. And so I can't speak in depth to what she's what she's like working with, but I know that she was very much like from what I remember, like entrepreneurial businesswoman, like cool. And what I love about her again is that she really embodies uh, the, the intellect and the beauty of it all. It's like, she's over here again as this entrepreneur, this activist. I love her new poster for her Hulu show. I think it's called taste the nation. And it's like the American flags behind her. And she's in this like onesie, uh, like it's so feminine and hot, but like covered up. Right. And then she's here literally showing us all up in sports illustrated swimsuit in her fifties, absolutely being like green goddess mother earth. So I love that. Like Jack of all trades. She is just here for the moment. And I don't even care what she's like. Literally, she could tell me that she could tell me to get lost five ways from Sunday. And I probably was to be like, I love you. Can I have some of your like, can I have a little piece of your hair and I'll make a shrine? Like, this is why I'm bringing it up, because, you know, I also talk about in my podcast, um, you know, reading these messages about um, women who are celebrities um, who have been described as being difficult or a nightmare and then being an apologist for them. Me personally apologizing for them because, and a perfect example, if you guys missed last week's episode, Reese Witherspoon um, is one of those women. Have you ever interviewed Reese Witherspoon? I have. And I thought she was an absolute doll. I interviewed her in a, well, this is funny. Actually, your viewers will love this. I interviewed her at the wrinkle in time junket and movie junkets, especially for a studio like Disney are so uptight and awkward. You're in like this cold, dark, quiet room with a million publicists. So I sit down with her, Oprah and Mindy Kaling, and I'm wearing this kind of short ish skirt. And I sit down, you're in these, again, these like really awkward, like director chair type things. So you're sitting there like a robot and so the first thing I say is I'm like, ladies, you know, I'm, this is all on video, by the way, it's on my YouTube, but I'm like, ladies, sorry, you know, I didn't think this outfit through and I might flash you because Oprah's like, what a cute skirt. And I'm like, it might flash you. I'm sorry. And Reese without missing a beat. She's like, that's okay. <laughs> Wait, I think you, <laughs> like, I think talk you about talked about girl. this last time you were on the podcast. I feel like you talked about this, which is like really sweet because I feel like in that moment, she made you feel comfortable. So that obviously left an impression on you. Um, yeah. Right. So well, let's just get back to Padma really quick. I just wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. in the spirit of apologizing for <laughs> negative posts, um, people did write in after I posted about her. Um, if you missed these posts, they will be saved in highlights on my Instagram account. Somebody says Padma is an angel. 
I was so intimidated the first time I met her and literally for no reason. She was so kind and welcoming and she spent the day cracking jokes and even told me some personal details about her life that I wasn't expecting my first time meeting her in person. She can come off as cold in certain situations, but I think it's more of a front that she kind of holds on to from being a judge. Definitely not her actual personality. Another person says, this is another journalist um, like yourself, Taylor. Um, This person says, just wanted to weigh in on the Padma topic. I met her a few years ago back when she was in India for her book tour. So gorgeous in person, patiently hearing out most people's story. Also super witty and funny. So, yeah. I love that. And also, like, in terms of, like, what someone said about keeping the judge face on or or whatever it was, I'm from the tri-state. Can we just acknowledge the resting bitch face? Who cares? I wear it with pride. And you know what? It's what it is. Like, sometimes it just means that you're, you're a boss and a bad bitch. Like, just let the resting bitch face be what it is, you know? And, and let's give it its moment that it deserves. But also, when we speak about women who are notoriously, quote, difficult and backing them up. I'm sure you've talked about this a ton. We may have even touched on this last time, but I defend you. Oh, oh yes. That's regard. another person. Jeez. Oh my God. That's the other person I was trying to think of who I'm an apologist for. It's JLo. Thank you. Oh my God. Everett, she gets the worst rep for being such a diva, this and that. I have had nothing but great experiences with JLo. In fact, one time I was at a press thing for World of Dance. I literally sat on her lap. It was when she was with A-Rod. We were basically braiding each other's hair talking about A-Rod like... I will defend JLo again, let the diva alter ego be, and you know, we're multifaceted. We can be, you know, soft on the inside. Agree. Agree. Um, Let's talk about Jack Harlow's secret girlfriend. Um, Apparently he has a girlfriend or, you know, maybe it's just someone that he has been quote unquote seeing. Let's get out the relationship Venn diagram to explain to those people who don't get it. But it could be some someone he's been seeing long term, but there's an understanding because we all know that he has been linked to Dua Lipa earlier this year. I do think that they had like a really brief hookup. Um, maybe it was just like a one night thing, if that. Um, but he does have this like secret girlfriend and the fans have figured out who she is. She's not a celebrity, so I prefer to not name her. Um, but I put, po- I have posted about her because I think it's interesting. First of all, I think it's interesting that he hides his relationship. Obviously it's for his image, you know, to be single. And so the, you know, the ladies that listen to his music can fantasize about being with him, but the fans figured out he's been in this relationship. She's older. She's an older woman. So maybe that's also another factor that he doesn't want to be made public. Um, but I posted about it yesterday and someone responded to the post and they said, randomly, I had a Lyft driver gossip with me about a week after Jack Harlow performed here in Austin at the Moody Theater said she had driven the girlfriend of that cute curly haired rapper from her hotel to the show said she was super secret but they've been together for a while and he flies her out to meet him everywhere so the she in this message is this secret girlfriend i also i love that the lyft driver was gossiping that's why <laughs> oh same 
highlight highlight of their day and that's why like i was like so excited to read this message i'm like yes the lift driver like giving the scoop the unsung heroes of our time it's so true but yeah so he's hiding this girlfriend i wonder if he's ever gonna go public with her she also has a has a child so maybe it's her choice to be you know behind the scenes it could be her choice I love that. Very on brand for the cougar, if that is true. And, you know, a couple things here. I, I like when things are kept under wraps because I'm sure, as you are, I'm always skeptical because we know the behind the scenes play of publicity and what they put out there for attention and for good press and all this. So I always can respect when people try to keep it under wraps. And secondly, you had me at the alleged older women thing i feel like this is a trend and also isn't dua lipa's man older or i don't know if they're still together yeah yeah he he is older um yeah you know and some fans are really sensitive to it um perfect example is chris evans and alba baptista who you know i'm gonna just start calling her his fiance because i am like 99.9 percent sure that they are engaged at this point so they have a big age gap between them and the fans are really sensitive towards it so maybe it's a thing that you know hollywood and publicists are super aware of so maybe with jack Mm -hmm. you know they want to keep it as low-key as possible do you mean that they're sensitive about an age gap situation? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Like they like, they think, you know, and, and, you know, you guys know, I've said I that this platform and myself, I'm not an ageist. If you're legal and you are consenting, have as big of an age gap or as little of an age gap as you feel comfortable with. That is the celebrity's discretion that's to the celebrity's discretion but the fans like they think someone think it's gross they think it's they can't believe it um but I think everyone needs to get off their high horse (laughs) it's like so ironic again because in a time when everyone's like let's be free and and be who we are no holds barred it's like everyone is out here being the police of this and that and the other thing in the age thing I mean that's ridiculous. I am completely on board with you. It's like, if you're consenting, if you're of age, who is anyone else to please? Like, police it. You know, have at it. And I can, I can speak from personal experience, too. So I'm particularly passionate about this sector of the cultural dialogue. So I say, have at it. And I feel like if you're a younger male celeb with an older woman, it's like, that is really cool. Because, again, it's always like the Leos of it all who get, like, you know whatever attention made fun of for going with the younger woman so it's like if you're flipping flipping the script like let's let's give it attention let's give it a let's give it a clap give it an applause you know yeah that's like Aaron Taylor Johnson and his wife they have a big age gap she's a lot older than him and the fans also they write in like mm, I would say like quarterly (laughs) making up (laughs) making up lies about them breaking up because they don't like them together that is so weird. And also in this time of like women empowerment, wouldn't you think people would be like, okay, like, yeah, boss going with someone 
like you know a woman who's in charge of her decisions and going with someone younger like you get it yeah you know I also want to clarify like I make a lot of generalized statements like saying the fans say this the fans say Mm -hmm. that and I've learned this with the whole Taylor Swift Maddie Healy situation that it's not necessarily all the fans it's just the loudest voices that I hear so you know maybe most people do support Chris Evans and Alba Baptista's relationship and it's just you know the people with the loudest voices and the people who are chronically online um, that I'm thinking of. So I do, you know, want to shout out the fans and the part of the fan bases that don't necessarily feel the same way that, Mm -hmm. you know, I convey in a lot of these podcast episodes. So I just wanted to like give that little disclaimer. Um, Love the specificity. I generalize all. It's so hard not to. I generalize I on cancel me baby all the time. I'm like, you guys know the thing about the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've no I just like had this epiphany. Like as I was talking to you, I'm like, wait, I don't want to generalize like all these statements because I can't speak for a whole entire fan base. You know, I could just speak to the people who are messaging me. And maybe, like I said, like their voices are louder than the other people who other fans who aren't bothered by age gaps so yeah I'll, I'll I'll try hard not to generalize um somebody asked in the Q&A yesterday are Zoe Deutsch and Jimmy Tatro still together they still follow each other but no more posts meaning like there's no more posts of them together now for those of you who don't know, um, Zoe Deutsch is a Nepo baby. Her mom is Leah Thompson, who was a huge movie star in the 1980s. Um, she was in Back to the Future. She was in Some Kind of Wonderful. She was in Howard the Duck. Um, Zoe has been in, I would say, like a couple of big things. She was in The Politician, which was a great series on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I think I've talked about it. She was also in a movie with Dylan O'Brien. I haven't seen it. It's called Not Okay. And I'm, I'm looking at her like. I think. Was she in Set It Up? Yes. With Glenn Powell. Yep. Yes. Oh, look at you, Danny. Chime in right. Danny's like, yep. <laughs> Danny's like, Ken concur. Danny was like not listening the whole time. She heard like Set It Up. And she's like, yep. Set it like. um okay so that's hilarious somebody asked me somebody I have to explain who she is because like I feel like I also get this message a lot people will be like I love your podcast or I love your account but I never know who you're talking about so I'll try to make it a point to like give background now if you don't know Zoe and you're an older millennial you definitely know her mother Leah Thompson I mean again huge movie star so that she is her daughter um so somebody asked me that question and I was like oh I had posted for my subscribers an exclusive tip that I received um sorry guys I didn't post it to the main account but you know subs need something special and if you don't know what Demois subscribers is on Instagram there's a little button in my profile that says subscription. You pay $2.99 a month and you get exclusive content, a lot of Q&As. My Q&As are all um, me just talking, not written out. Some people like that better and I could give more information that way. Anyway, um, so I posted this to subs two weeks ago 
but I wanted to share it because it makes sense if she broke up with her boyfriend. Somebody messaged me. This was a few weeks ago, but Sam Claflin, Billy from Daisy Jones and the Six, and Zoe Deutsch on a date at Beverly Grill. And I said, are you sure it was a date? And this person said, yes. Um, so it seems that she did break up with her boyfriend. And I don't know what the deal between her and Sam is. But, you know, maybe she's just dating around. We, I think if we learned anything from Chris Pine, because he's a big dater, right? And people have seen him out on dates. And then, you know, he'll be on a date with somebody else. Celebrities date around. Right. They're just like normal people. They'll go on a date. They'll go on another date. So this could be that that kind of situation. Yeah. This is something that I've seen behind the scenes and that I've pondered is how are these people serial dating when everyone else is struggle city on all the apps? And I think it's just part of their lifestyle. It's just no pun intended, but it's hard and fast. Right. So they're meeting different people. They're at all these things. They have all these different, you know, people in their entourage setting them up. So I think that it just comes with the territory, because going back to the publicity thing, I've often wondered how much of this uh, bouncing around is for, you know, publicity and attention or because you're just, you know, restless and bored. And and I think a big part of it is just the lifestyle. But pertaining to Zoe and her famous mom, Leah, I have a quick story. Oh, OK. Yeah, I do. So I don't so it may speak. I don't want to speak for Zoe, but it may speak to her taste in men because I interviewed Leah, her mom and her sister, Leah's other daughter, Madeline. And I'd asked them as, as I did kind of going there into the, to the provocative, if you will, talking uh, points that we were all, you know, discussing behind the scenes, something that we women talk about often is like, what's the deal with men, like masculinity, like chivalry, all these things, right? So having Leah and her daughter, I thought that this would be a great opportunity because you have the different generations there. So again, we're on a red carpet, you know, at the Beverly Hilton, very swanky thing. And everyone's asking their questions like, you know, what's it like being at this event and your outfit? And I'm like, so masculinity, like, let's get into it, girls. Um, And they were actually really interesting because I said, you know, a lot of women right now feel like men are kind of losing their way and, you know, with ghosting and again, chivalry, right? And all these things and like being in their, (laughs) living in their mom's basements, you know, what's your take? And it was interesting because they had a very much like a role reversal situation going on like Leah said you know my husband like I don't mind like I do work around the house and I'll fix the toilet and the light bulb and like my husband maybe he'll cook and do other stuff and the daughter's chiming in like yeah exactly so I thought that was really interesting because all the other women on the red carpet were like totally agree like open the door for me let me in the car nicely and these two ladies are like you know, maybe they're, they're again, unsung feminists. I don't, I take it how you will, but uh, I thought that was really interesting. So given that Zoe kind of grew up presumably in that climate, maybe that's, that's how she rolls too. Not needing the, the man to, you know, treat her differently. Yeah. Well now I'm wondering like what kind of guy Jimmy was, she was with him. They did date for a while. And I don't really hear a lot about Sam. I mean, a lot of people wanted to know about Daisy Jones and the Six. I've said this multiple times. I heard, um, you know, there was no drama on the set of that show. I know people like were not taking it for an answer because I kept getting asked. And I don't know if it was like teams trying to cover up, but people that like worked in or around that show had what was always telling me like they all got along. They all liked each other. 
I've heard that as well. And hey, maybe it goes back to Reese because it's her production company, isn't it? Yes, I it think. is. Yep. So maybe the brains behind the operation making everything smooth sailing. Who knows? Yeah. Keeping things in line over there. I can't set. imagine, you know, being on a Reese Witherspoon production and fucking around. She doesn't seem no. like the kind of person who would take that. No. I could see her being like cute for two seconds and be like, okay, people. Yeah. <laughs> back back yeah. Um, okay, so TBD, if anyone else, you know, sees Zoe and Sam, maybe they're just friends, maybe it's more, I don't know. But I just wanted to share that because somebody had noticed um, regarding Instagram activity, which happens all the time, you know, and, and God, celebs must know this, right? Like the fans track their Instagram activity all the time. So if you don't want people to know what the fuck you're doing, like get a Finsta. I've said this so many times. Actually, like Florence Pugh is like my favorite example of this because she was like complaining at one point, like how people were so interested in her personal life. And it's like, then get a Finsta and post about your relationship to your close, you know, friends and family. If you don't want your fans and the public talking about your personal life. So once again, the fans figured out that maybe there's something up between um, Zoe and Jimmy. Oh, no, I was going to say, I actually saw Florence and Zach Braff when they were together outside of the Vanity Fair Oscar party one year out at Valet. And I thought that they were really cute together. It was before people really knew, it, like before it was out in the open, and they were kind of funny together. So, yeah, you know, and that, a little behind the scenes. That's thing. another really <laughs> I, I keep bringing this up, but that's another relationship that fans were like, ew, he's an old man. And, you know, she's like 24 and he's like in his 40s. That was another uh, relationship that people. I know. You know what? I'm just going to say on air what I said to you before we started recording. The Internet needs to get fucked like be <laughs> put it on a shirt. I will wear it. For, I will wear it. I know I'm going to get shit for this. I know I'm going to get shit for this. I don't know. Does this make I'm me so misogynist? Glad. I don't know. But I'm just going to say people are so uptight. So and it's glad. like, Ugh. if there's nothing shady or non-consensual about this, these relationships, like who, let it let it be. Um, Do you're liberating yourself and, and liberating the Internet. So <laughs> I I'm here for it is the Woodstock of our time here in this episode. <laughs> well, wait, let me let I'm me let it. me have a disclaimer. I don't mean the Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy situation because, you know, people did mention that in last week's episode I seemed very flippant um when I was reading a message, by the way, a message that wasn't my thoughts or my sentiments. I was reading someone else's intel. I was just reading it. But I was accused of being flippant and insensitive. Um, but I do want to say that I do understand the Internet's um, sensitivity towards Taylor and Maddie's relationship. But le but let's move on. I, I don't want to talk about them. I've been talking until I'm blue in the face about those two. Which, by the way, well, let me just add this. I heard they still, you know, are quote unquote broken up. I did ask someone today because I was curious. DraftKings Casino is bringing you only the best. Classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus exclusive games you won't find anywhere else. What's your favorite casino game, Ferris? Oh, you know it's roulette. <laughs> same. Mm. Same. Roll it like roulette, baby. Put it all on red. <laughs> Put it. What numbers are you playing, Ferris? 
I'm playing six and eleven and uh, sixteen. I'm playing four. All my right. favorite number. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use code Do You. New players get an instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars in casino credits when you deposit five dollars or more. That's code D E U X U. Only on DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per new customer. Must opt in and make minimum $5 deposit within seven days, 168 hours of registering a new account. Max, match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days, 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash new player offer 2024. Speaking of rock stars, I received a blind item last week that I didn't really think anything of, but apparently there are a lot of Blink-182 fans. Let me read you the blind item. It says, I met this famous bass player on the floor of his own concert during the opening act. He was super rude and dismissive to the fans that came up to him, yours truly included, Uh, which is lame because after a decade of lost hope of this iconic 90s pop punk band ever reuniting, you know your fans are salivating at your presence. So don't stand on the floor with your biggest fans if you don't want to see them. And I want to just say that the pseudonym of this email was Aliens Exist. Now, I I love... Blink-182, I don't know, um, you know, the details of the band's members, but apparently Tom DeLonge, who is a member of the band, is into aliens. So that being said, everyone assumed that this blind item was about Mark Hoppus, who is another member of Blink-182. And I don't know how it started, but someone... I guess in the Q&A and I posted it and I didn't I don't know who this is about I, sh- I should say I don't know who the blind item is about a lot of times people submit blind items through email it's anonymous and they don't tell me who the blind items are about so I'm in the same boat as everyone else I'm in I'm in the guessing game boat I'm in the I don't know boat um, but people assumed it was about him even though the pseudonym said aliens exist which is a reference to tom so people started asking about mark and if he's an asshole if he's not an asshole um somebody says regarding the mark hop is blind item mark is super kind he runs a discord community for his fans and is extremely down to earth i've never seen an artist care so much for their fans and the kind acts he does for fans aren't an act for publicity they're usually pretty private I'm very surprised someone said that because I've never heard anyone say he was rude. He's honestly the only celebrity I 100% trust to not be an asshole. Um, And somebody else says, uh, I've always heard Mark was very nice and Tom was the difficult one. Tom is also into UFOs and that was included in the email. I think they got who plays what instrument mixed up. Tom plays a guitar. He was always the one holding out and why it took Blink so long to get back together. Also, Mark survived stage four cancer and I admire him a lot. 
So I just wanted to clear that up because I was getting in a lot of messages about how wonderful Mark is. I also did get a few messages about what a douche Mark is. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, a human being, maybe he's a douche in some situations. Maybe he's wonderful in others. But I just wanted to clarify that I don't think that blind item was about Mark. I do think it was about Tom based on the pseudonym. If the person who wrote the blind item is listening, can you please clarify? This is basically just my my cry for help in figuring this out because now I'm invested. I'm like, wait, did they make a mistake and think it was Mark, but it was Tom or was it Mark or was it Tom? You know what I mean? You know, in those detective shows where they have the board. Yeah, with the red that's me. Like that's you right that's now. That's me in the corner of my bedroom. <laughs> like, we yeah. need to crack this case. Yes. Cause I, <laughs> yes, I now work in the corner of my bedroom. By the way, I'm recording this. Like I change spots all the time. I don't know. Tell me if I sound different guys, because I'm in a different area, but that's literally me. I'm home landing this blind item and I'm trying to fucking figure it out because now I'm curious. She's like, I'm enlisting that I'm enlisting the FBI. <laughs> Can I also just say too hot take that may be unpopular. I feel like Blink 182 and this is really actually surprising coming from someone like me because as someone who's been you know a peasant on red carpets and at all these elite Hollywood events for years and I've been very vocal about when celebrities have been rude and have absolutely no business doing that like for example covering their own charity events etc and then they have the audacity hey, name to names. not even talk about the press there oh God, speaking of your detective work with the board of names, I mean, they all blend together. It's been so many, you know, sadly, the people opposite who take the time and who are really great about it stand out more like those names I could name, but the people who let's are hear, about let's it, hear them. Let's yeah, who let's are great. Them. This is going to be a controversial hot take because of the Scientology of it all. Don't come after me or do, but John Travolta, amazing. Um, Matthew McConaughey, same thing. Uh, Will Smith, those, despite the, despite the iconic slap, those are just some who really stick out to me being really great about it and giving the press like dedicated time. Um, but with that being said, uh, you know, I feel like Blink-182 is in that kind of bucket and that stature of it's okay to have that rock star dick personality. It's like on brand, you, you're, you're legends. I'm not even mad. Almost like that Tommy Lee thing. It's like, if you're going to be a dick, I would almost expect it and be here for it. I feel like it's just, you know, on brand for the rock star thing. Call me yeah, crazy. You know, I, I do agree with you. Not, a, I'm not apologizing for it as I do for, um, female celebs who are difficult but I I do agree with you I do agree it's like par for the course it's par right? for the course is what you're saying yeah it's almost expected it's almost like you're a rock star if you were soft I'd be like are you all right bro like I kind of want you to be a dick to me it's like you're you you've earned it you have earned it at this point it goes with the tattoos and the whole aesthetic so not even mad at it um okay let's talk about everyone's favorite internet daddy Pedro People ask me about Pedro <laughs> all the time and no, I don't know a lot about his personal life and he keeps it private and he keeps it under wraps. So, you know, there's nothing really to say there, but, <laughs> but my favorite topic this week has to do with Pedro and that's stylist drama. I love stylist oh. drama. I love when stylists, um, 
post like cryptic shit because they're like pissed at a client or what have you. Um, so he's involved in some stylist drama. Um, somebody messaged me and said what the streets are saying about Pedro and his stylist from the IG activity and what TikTok is saying. I'm pretty sure that Pedro hired his new stylist, Julie Ragolia mid press tour for all of his stuff in February and March, right after doing some stuff with his old stylist, Fabio and Fabio has posted some weird cryptic stuff on his IG about loyalty, but celebs change stylists all the time. So it does make me laugh that this is making any noise at all. Um, someone else says Pedro and Fabio definitely had a fallout from all the Insta posts Fabio has done about people having tacky taste as well as he no longer tags Pedro in posts. This started after Saturday Night Live when Pedro went to his new stylist at the start of Mando Press. Oh, Mandalorian. Um, I have some posts if you want them. Then I asked an actual Hollywood stylist. I said, have you heard um, about any of this drama? And this person says, I know he went back to his old stylist, Julie. A lot of times celebrities will get pushed to work with a new stylist or hair person or makeup artist for a specific thing. And then they start using them. But eventually they end up going back to their old stylist. Um the person sent me the posts that Fabio posted and didn't tag <laughs> Pedro. And one is of a huge billboard of Bella Ramsey and Pedro for The Last of Us. And there's like a quote on top, you know, from like a publication. And it says, a masterpiece. And Fabio <laughs> reposted the picture and said, masterpiece at Bella Ramsey. And didn't tag <laughs> Pedro in it either. It's just like like so petty and funny um, that I just I love it so much. I love the stylist drama. Oh, I do, too. With all the things going on in the world, this is just what we all needed. Like, I just love it. Like with all the problems and issues, it's like you're exactly right. Like the pettiness of the stylist, like having their two minutes of being like, listen, people, it's everything. The most discreet thing of not. Yeah, I know. Okay, so this is what this is my ask for telling this whole thing. I want to know if like Pedro saw the post and if he's just like eye roll, like oh my god, this is so petty. Because you know what I mean. Like he doesn't seem like that type of celebrity to get involved in like this type of drama. This is like very a la like Carla Welsh. Like she'll post things about other celebrities. Actually, I'm. I'm like not explaining this right she she posts she has posted cryptic shit about Jason Sudeikis when he was going through all that stuff with Olivia Wilde because her client is Olivia Wilde and it's like why are you even getting involved in this why are you posting to your Instagram account this drama um Maeve Riley the yeah stylist. the stylist yes yeah yes Maeve stylist. Riley also I don't know if she's posted but she gets involved in drama too but I think that's more like behind the scenes I don't I don't think she like necessarily posts anything to her account about the drama but I'm just like really into the stylist drama because I think it's like so funny yeah that they oh Law Roach that's like another example of um stylish drama and he posted cryptic shit he posted that one of his clients uh during the Oscars was a really horrible experience and then everyone wanted to know he was who he was talking about and then the internet starts guessing and it's like why even start up 
why even start up the drama? I I have to say, though, I kind of love it because it's like we talk about the unsung heroes, like the Lyft drivers, and it's with makeup artists, with stylists. I kind of love the fact that it is the like, you know, in the behemoth that is Hollywood. And I see these these people in the entourage are around these celebrities all day long. And I kind of love that it's like the little people against the man, against the big guy. It's like, it totally is. Like, here's, here's my And they don't story. give a shit. They don't it's think like, they're the little people. No. Like, they just, they just put it all out there. <laughs> it's so, it's just so entertaining. It's it so is. shameless. But it's I'm not so shameless. So, so <laughs> anyone listening, if you, if you work with Pedro or no Pedro, I'm dying to know if he knows about these posts. And obviously his old stylist is pissed that he dumped him to go back to his uh, former stylist, Julie. Uh, I just, I need to know. I need more details. I have to say, I mean, oddly enough, of all the things, the one time I talked to Pedro was on the set of Wonder Woman 84 in London, and he was in, I mean, it's like the best of both worlds. It's Pedro Pascal, and he's in these big puffer 80s pants. So there you go with the wardrobe in that sense, because obviously the 80s theme uh, of that movie. But uh, we grabbed him on set for a couple minutes, and from what I saw and from talking to him, I thought he was a, he was a good, charismatic, nice guy. So... In terms of the wardrobe, I don't know. Maybe there's another side of him that's much more savage that we have yet to see that may may yeah. I've I've heard some like semi-savage things about him about his behavior on sets, but I'm not going to get into it right now because that's not why I wanted to bring him up. Everyone's going to be like, "What? What?" And I think I've touched upon it before. If you've been around for a while, if you've been reading the Instagram account for a while, you definitely remember some of these posts. But as his popularity. Um, started to grow I started to leave those posts like (laughs) in the vault because there's just some things that like I don't need to argue with fans over and you know what I mean that's like you know and Pedro Pedro's behavior on set is one of them because everyone is gonna have like a different take you know what I'm saying um Mm -hmm. but I have heard um some sticky things about him let's just say Mainly, let's just say, mm-hmm. like him being a diva. I guess I can say that. That's not that bad. Mm-hmm. There you go. Ma- oh, men yeah, are for divas sure. Too. When you look at bags of dog food, you see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are burnt, smelly pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy. Dogs will eat anything. Just because they'll eat it, does it mean it's healthy food? This is why I love Farmer's Dog. It's real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. Dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. We have partnered with Farmer's Dog for a while and have stayed loyal because of the farmer's dog commitment to quality always. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash D-E-U-X-U. That's 50% off your first box at 
thefarmersdog.com slash do you. Want more from delivery? You can get it with Dash Pass by DoorDash. Looking to save on delivery? Dash Pass is your door to $0 delivery fees and more on DoorDash. I'm obsessed with DoorDash, aren't I, Ferris? You love (laughs) nothing more than a DoorDash day. I can save money on delivery and have everything I'm craving delivered right to my door. Speaking of cravings, the last time we ordered, what did we get, Ferris? You were here. You were like, I need a burger and fries. I just need a burger. Where should I order from? And I was like, what about the diner? And you said, oh, yeah. I'll yeah. just DoorDash it. Yeah. So that, that's exactly what happened. We did. And you were like, are you going to eat anything? And I'm like, no, no, no. And then I literally had the worst day and ate all of your fries. You did. Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save money and time with every DoorDash order. With $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders, Dash Pass makes it easy to save on restaurants, groceries, retail items, and all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Dash Pass pays for itself in two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and member-only menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today, only on DoorDash. Use code DOYOU and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Okay, another rumor that's been going around the internet, I think last week, was a feud between... Emma Stone and Margot Robbie. I'm not really sure where it originated from. Probably a blind item on Crazy Days and Nights. That's Entertainment Lawyer's website. I've had him as a guest on my podcast. Um, you know, he's such a little troublemaker. He writes these blind items and then everyone's like, oh, my God, what is this about? Um, so I asked someone, I said, Is there a feud between them? And this person said, honestly, I don't think it's a feud. Emma and Margot have always been cool with each other in the past and have a ton of mutual friends in common, unless it's about the new Ocean's Eleven movie, which I haven't heard there is anything. I think it's fans making shit up. So this made me want to also dip into my Margot Robbie file. Um, But what about you? Have you had any experiences with Margot Robbie? I actually have with both of them. And oddly enough, we seem to be on this like pussy power theme today. I I know (laughs) inadvertently, but I interviewed, and maybe it's actually, it speaks to our culture and the nature of it all. Right. But I interviewed Margot on the set of birds of prey in LA in a very intimate, you know, sort of setting. It was me and maybe, you know, a handful of other reporters and she's in her, um, you know, her Harley Quinn, you know, you know, get up and makeup and costume and the whole thing literally between scenes. And it was actually very badass. First of all, she's so cool. Um, 
but she was really proud of it because she had also been behind the behind the scenes in a big way in, in the movie, like I think as executive producer and all that. So what I really appreciated about it, again, in a time of such like virtue signally preachy, like women empowerment, it felt just like super real of her, again, like bringing both to life, like the intellectual behind the scenes and also like the physicality and like the badassness of this iconic, like hot female character and like bringing that all to the screen in, in a package and I loved that and as far as I'm a stone oddly enough same thing I interviewed her on the carpet at the premiere of the uh Battle of the Sexes movie um where she plays Billy Jean what is it Billy Jean King um same sort of thing right we talked about kind of those those themes there and of feminine you know yay rah rah and all that but again from what I recall, I tried to look it up in my file when you told me at the top of the show we were going to be hitting this. So I don't have exactly what she said. But in line with Marco Robbie, I remember being like, that's super refreshing because she addressed it and the character and the project, but in a way that wasn't over the top, like trying too hard social me social message, but was just like a badass about it. And I really like that. So the fact that they're now being pit against each other in the spirit of both of them doing said projects to me is really. Yeah, ironic. it does sound like it's a little bit fan made. They actually sound very similar in the way that you're describing them. Yeah, totally. I will say, let me get into some of these messages. Um, as I was reading through all my Margot Robbie messages that I've received, you know, in the past three years, I will say the overall theme is that she's so 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 nice she's nice to fans yeah um you know she's yep. nice to people journalists she's nice you know on set um so you know again like I was as I was saying like back to what I was saying earlier in the episode where I forget who I was talking about already um being an asshole one minute being nice the next maybe it was one of the blink 82 guys of them just being human someone like Margot Robbie overwhelmingly positive response yeah. I'm not seeing anything negative about her uh this person says I met Margot Robbie at a bar in Hollywood last year she was with a group of people doing a golf themed pub crawl making out with her husband on a couch. Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson were in her group. I offered to take a pic of them and Cara pulled me onto the bar um, and let me take a pic. Just like so nice, like down to earth. And somebody says, um, I was there that night too. I was with a birthday party. The bar is called Lono in Hollywood. Margot was so chill and acted like a normal person at a bar bopping around. Um, this person says... <laughs> Anon, please. She loves threesomes. Only she's oh. allowed to have them, though. Her husband can't. Source, two separate friends who were threesome partners. Those Australians, man. They know they know how to live. She's she's doing it right. She's got a great rep. She's dabbling in alleged threesomes. Like, can I can I be Margaret Robbie? She's a great she's a great actress. Besides the fact that she's, she's a gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Okay, now let's get into her co-stars. She's always paired with her co-stars like in real life you know what I mean like there's always like you know is she did she split from her husband she was you know seen canoodling with Will Smith that was a rumor that went around a couple weeks ago from um years ago uh so I found this one of my best friends was a PR assistant working at Sundance in 2016 she said Margot Robbie was 
all over Alexander Skarsgård at a party, like sitting in his lap and caressing his face. This was after they filmed Tarzan together the previous year, but she also had a boyfriend at the time. So maybe she's just like super flirty with co-stars or something. So I think, yes, that goes back to her being super flirty with co-stars. There was also a rumor that I posted about about her and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, somebody had sent in an anonymous email and said super non, but Leonardo owns apartment buildings all over Los Angeles. And after Wolf of Wall Street, he secretly had Margot living in one of the apartments he owns in West Hollywood. Buildings are operated by a random company, but there are literally tens of thousands of people across L.A. who don't even know that Leo is their landlord. Uh, a lo- yeah, a lot of people corroborated this. Again, I, I just think this is so interesting. Leo, the landlord is 100 percent true. Leo, the landlord. Leo, the landlord. 20 2023 halloween <laughs> costumes everybody the costumes a black hat and a mask they, because that's all he fucking wears every time you see him <laughs> it's true it's actually so true and i'll tell you i grazed shoulders with him wearing said outfit at a sean penn you know sean penn has that big um charity yes. I think it's the name of it but he has that big organization and it was an event for that and leo brushes up against me again with like black baseball cap and everything granted with the caveat that this was before operation sex goddess body but i genuinely was insulted i was like uh maybe he couldn't see you how could he see like his hat is so far down his mask is so no. far up like he probably is just trying to like no. get his bearings when he's walking around like that <laughs> full bone blown Seriously. ass at all times but no I appreciate that because I was like, okay, I get it. I'm not a model, but seriously, blow to my ego. It's fine. I'll just go retire. But with them two, if they no, well, they did. They did. That's what I'm getting to. So. Yeah, so this person says Leo the landlord is 100% true. I live in a rent-controlled building he owns in Beverly Hills for 10-plus years. They don't really hide it that he's the owner. Everyone knows, at least in my building. Also, Leo and Margot were sleeping together when he was filming Gatsby. That's how she got the Wolf of Wall Street role. Somebody says the Leo stuff is absolutely true. Margot is a hometown best friend of one of my best friends. On New Year's Eve, after ringing in the new year in New York City, he flew Margot and all of her friends, my friend being one of them, on a private jet to ring in New Year's Eve in Las Vegas with him and Jonah Hill. He would buy her tons of clothes. So random, but we'll never forget this. Um, somebody, and then here we go with the Will Smith. Will Smith also had a weird thing for Margot when they were filming together. She'd come back to her trailer and he would have bought her dozens of gorgeous shoes. Now, this was, um, something that I posted on my Instagram last week and I had somebody swear up and down, actually maybe two people swear up and down that nothing happened between Margot and Will because that was actually another blind item I think that was on Crazy Days and Nights that had resurfaced. So people were asking about it. Um, Two people claimed nothing ever happened. He was more like just a buddy who was like protective of her because she was newer to Hollywood at the time they were filming their movie. But but then I also had people say, you know, something did happen. It's, it's it's literally like the Glenn Powell, Sydney Sweeney situation. There are people on set who swear something happened. And then I have people and I'm not going to say like who's coming from which side, because I've heard from all three sides. I've heard from Gigi's side. I've heard from Sydney's side. I've heard from Glenn's side. Um, but, you know, a lot of the stories don't match. So who the hell knows what happened with them? 
Same thing with Will and Margot. This person says Margot rented a house in trendy Yorkville on Hazleton Avenue in Toronto um, during filming of Suicide Squad. And it happened to have a hot tub. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that more often than not, it wasn't just Will Smith hanging out naked in the tub with Margot on their nights off from filming. This person also says other members of the cast, both male and female, would often go there to hang out sans clothes in the hot tub and drink. Were they all screwing one another? Who knows? Definitely. <laughs> Who knows? Definitely. It's like so contradictory. Um, but if you mix a hot tub, naked people and booze and lots of bedrooms, it's not hard to imagine where it leads. Yes, that's true. Um, one more th- one more thing I just want to mention about Margot Robbie because we're running out of time. Um, someone sent me this message. I don't know if I believe it. But it's timely because of the article that just came out in Daily Mail about Britney Spears. I think it's horrible that the press is doing to Britney Spears what they did to her so many years ago again. Um, But this has to do with Margot Robbie. Again, I have no idea if this is reliable because there's something that this person says later in the message that doesn't add up. The person said Margot Robbie is dying to play Britney Spears in an upcoming movie. Britney will not sign on to the movie. She is absolutely appalled that CAA wants her to sign over her life rights and is most likely leaving them for UTA. Kate Hudson, her former BFF, is doing everything in his power to stay on the job. CAA has let him know that he will be terminated if she leaves. He was already Me Too'd and they kept him around only because of Britney. Britney is also doing the cover of everyone's favorite fashion magazine. Sam will most likely be on the cover. Okay, that never happened because this message was sent to me a long time ago. The shoot may or may not be wedding themed. I'll let you know at a later date. Uh, who has been contacted for wedding dresses. First clue, a name you've never heard of. Second, a fashion house no one has worn on the red carpet in three years. Okay, she wore Versace. So that's what makes me believe that, like, maybe this is bullshit. Um, But there was talk of a Britney Spears movie a while ago. Because if you remember, if you're an avid Britney Spears Instagram follower, she addressed people wanting to make a movie about her a long time ago and how she wasn't happy with it. Do you remember this? This was a really long time ago. I don't remember that. But what I was going to say was it would actually be so smart because right now with the idol blowing up and Lily Rose Depp having to be like, it's not about Britney. It's not about Britney. It's this fictionalized, you know, archetype character. What better time for Britney to swoop in, you know, off of the Instagrams, you know, rolling around on the beach and all that aesthetic and claim it as hers, like kind of what Pam Anderson has been doing, right? In in light of um, Pam and Tommy. So I think that would be interesting if, you know. Yeah, um, I would love to see her come out on top in all of this, which I think, you know, to your point of what you just said, that's a good point. Like she needs to be she needs to be steered in that direction though. You know, I don't know if she has the right people around her to get there yet. I could totally see that happening in the future. Um, I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about the idol so bad, mm-hmm. but we're out of time. I'm so pissed. I'm so obsessed I with know. it. Um, so I went back in my files and I looked at everything anyone has ever sent me about the idol because at the time I didn't really care about it cause it wasn't out yet. But now that I see it, I'm like, holy shit. And for those of you guys that don't know, this isn't a secret, but the house that they use is the weekend's real house. Oh, I am. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a little bit before. I'm so obsessed with it in all shamelessness. Actually, after this, I'm hopping on to shoot a cancel me baby app 
all about it that will certainly ruffle some feathers. So you guys can stay tuned for that because I have. Okay. I just, okay. I love that. uh, So you guys can listen because I can't, I I don't have time to get to it today. I do want to read one message, but you guys can listen to Taylor's episode of cancer me baby. When do your episodes come out? They're kind of, they're, they're kind of sporadic there. I used to do every Wednesday, but now they're, they're all up on you. Like, you know, Brittany's Instagram. I mean, they are just popping kind of like whenever you feel like like it. Yeah. Okay. When I feel like it. (laughs) You're the, you're the Britney Spears of podcasting. I love it. I love it. Um, I do want to read this one message because I thought it was like really funny. Um, this person, and if I have time next week, I'll, I'll read the beginning of this message, but this person says, I think, um, Abel 100% could ruin what once could have been a good thing. Oh shit. Wait, I can't say it. This person says off the record, unless you heard this from other sources. Okay. Wait, I can't say it then. Fuck. Sorry. I should have read the whole message. I will give a hint. It has something to do with his lines. (laughs) That's all I could say. Something to do with his lines and him delivering the lines in the show. Um, which I think is really funny because if you guys are watching the show, the shit that he says is so fucking off the wall at times. Um, oh my God. You just buried the lead because that's what all the controversy is exactly about the lines and how they're delivered, which again, I'm here for the entire thing, which I'll talk about, but Oh my God. Okay. So you guys tune into Taylor's episode about the idol. I'm so sorry. I couldn't get to it this week. We're out of time. Um, but I will talk more about it, uh, you know, as the episodes come out because I'm so fascinated by it now. I, I want to know what it was like before it was scrapped and he restarted everything. Cause you know, that's what happened. Like he's, he scrapped the whole season and then refilmed it. If it's, if it's this now, what was it before? I'm dying to know. I like need to know. Let's just say this. Fifty Shades of Grey is actually like is absolutely <laughs> shaky. And it's and it's sad. And it's sad little boots. Like it's so had its moment and the weekend is like you thought, sweetie. <laughs> nice try. Um, <laughs> so okay. so much for that. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for being here. Um keep keep doing you. Oh, it was such a um, pleasure. I yeah, always keep love doing it. your sexy self. Your goddess, what are we calling it again? It's Operation Sex Goddess Body. And that's the irony because there's no operations. It's all, you know, achieving it the real way. So, so I'm going to get you on board, girl. I'm on board. I'm already on board. You, you hooked me in the beginning. Yeah. We were talking about it. Um, tell, tell everyone where they can find you. So find me everybody at talk to me, Taylor across the board on YouTube. You'll see all my really fun human celebrity selfie stick interviews and uh, my Instagram everywhere. Talk to me, Taylor, and uh, you will not be bored. I can promise that much. Okay. Thanks guys. See you next time. This has been a production of Cadence 13, an Odyssey studio. New episodes of do you will air every Thursday. See you next week.